0: Stu's Wrestling Podcast, number one podcast when it comes to everything wrestling. Oh yeah, dig it!
1: You're listening to Stu's Wrestling Podcast. It's time for British Wrestling Sharpshooter.
0: Your host, Stew Palmer.
1: A warm welcome, it is episode 84 of Stu's Wrestling Podcast, and this week, my guest is none other than Hollywood actor, Brett Azar, who has starred most recently in NBC's Young Rock. Before we get into the interview with Brett who plays Iron Cheek in NBC's Young Rock, I want to say you can get Stu's Wrestling Podcast merch at WrestleMerchCentral.com. Newly added to the Stu's Wrestling Podcast store by Dean and the team at WrestleMerch Central, you can now get Varsity jackets with embroidered logo on the front, you can get hats, you can get face coverings, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, you name it, even mugs on the store, so head over to WrestleMerchCentral.com for all the Stu's Wrestling Podcast merch. Back into this episode, this week's episode, it is 84, we're on the 84th edition of the podcast, incredible to think over the last 12 months how many episodes we have put out, and since January 2019, incredible, but my guest is a Hollywood actor, but you can see him as Iron In NBC's Young Rock, it is Brett Azar. Talk about Brett playing the role of Iron Sheik so well. It's like looking into a mirror physically and verbally with Brett, He couldn't have got it any more Bob-on. Along with the other guys that were cast as Junkyard Dog, Macho Man, Andre the Giant, the Wild Samoans, they were cast so well. Rocky Johnson, it's like looking into the mirror at Rock's dad and Rock's mother. Just incredible to see. Brett has a great relationship with Dwayne The Rock Johnson too, you get to hear about that. You also get to hear about Chavo Guerrero choreographing the vignettes, the in-ring clips that were put in the show for Young Rock. And there's a bit of banter between Chavo and Brett, which happened on set, and you'll get to hear about that. Brett was very fond of the Attitude Era in WWF back in the day. Watching The Rock and Austin go at it in the free matches at WrestleMania, you can hear about this. Also cast as the young Terminator in the more recent releases of the Terminator films, and he has a great relationship with Arnold Schwarzenegger. They even lifted weights and trained at Gold's Gym, the famous Gold's Gym in Venice Beach, where Arnie frequents as we see on social media and on videos. One thing I did take away from doing the interview with Brett was the camaraderie and the closeness of the cast from Young Rock, they had to quarantine, they filmed it last year in Australia due to the pandemic, but he got to tell us about how close the cast were on set, it was really nice to hear, really humbling and sobering to hear that. So without further ado, my guest, the star of NBC's Young Rock, he played the Iron Sheik so perfectly, it is movie star, actor, Hollywood star, Brett Azar, enjoy. My guest, all the way from New Jersey by way of Iran if he does his character from NBC's Young Rock it is Brett Azar who played the Iron Sheik in Young Rock can I just say how amazing and how perfect you did the Sheik incredible it was like looking into a mirror verbally and you know seeing you physically so yeah thank you ever so much for coming on Stu's Wrestling Podcast today thank,
0: thank you thank you Bubba. I love you I love <laughs>
1: How was it, how were you approached to
0: do NBC's Young Rock? Uh, Completely randomly. Uh, We were in quarantine. Uh, It was the middle of last summer. So everything in in America was shut down. There was no acting whatsoever. I wasn't leaving the house alone to the grocery store. I built a gym in my backyard. And uh, again, we weren't doing anything or going anywhere. So I had no plans for anything and i looked at my fiance. i was like you know i've never shaved my head before can i shave my head she's like yeah let's see what that looks like so i shaved my head we both look in the mirror and i'm like yeah that's not a good look and i was like all right i'm gonna grow my hair back don't worry and three days later i got the call to audition for young rock and they told me it was really high and chic and i was like wait a minute i shaved my head before i got this audition for a reason There's got to be a good reason for it. I already looked the part. And then I had a a five o'clock shadow and they were like, can you grow a mustache out? And I was like, I'm Lebanese. That mustache will be here in a week. (laughs) Um, But I did the first audition and I did the second audition they really wanted to hammer in if I could do the voice. But I was doing like the promo voice. like, I'll break your back. I'll make you humble. Crush you. You know, put you in camel clutch. And they were like, all right, but can you do, like, the tone down, like, behind-the-scenes chic? And I was like, okay. So I wouldn't watch documentaries every day and, and YouTube every day for an hour. Like, every time I did my cardio, I was just watching documentaries on the sheet. And then it was, come over here, yes, come to Papa Chic. It was it was all higher register. It was soft. It wasn't you jabroni pump. It wasn't that. <laughs> so, and, and apparently they liked what they heard. So, gave me the job and flew me out to Australia and say lovey.
1: The stars aligned perfectly there. You're saying shaving your head. You obviously got through the auditions as well. Did, the, did you have any chats with Dwayne leading up to like getting um, the part or yeah. was it somebody else that, that, cast you
0: or did he know no, it, was, it was a different, it was a casting company that like cast. Yeah. And then it was through seven bucks and through NBC that did the final decisions. Um, Ninochka, Ninochka Khan. Man, I never say her name right. Notch, the creator of the show. Um, she had a big part in choosing what, who was the actors to portray the wrestlers. Um, but uh, with Dwayne, the, the conversations with Dwayne were on Zoom. It was after we were all in Australia. DJ was still in Atlanta filming another movie. But we were doing the cast uh, script reads. And he would jump on and, and talk to us there. And uh, he got really emotional after one of the readings. It was it was a good episode about his mom, and uh, he was saying how much it, he appreciated everyone, you know, doing so great and, and putting so much effort into the, the characters. And I was just like, "It's okay, Baba, to cry. We love you, Baba. You <laughs> cry, we love you." And he was like, oh, Shiki, baby, we love you, man. that was his good moment." incredible it's also
1: the casting of the other characters you couldn't have got it they could not have got it more spot on i know and i know you see this in films and movies when you obviously take on a real life person but you couldn't have got it more bob on i mean you know rocky rocky johnson it's like yeah. looking it's like looking into a mirror uh, rocky rocky's mum as well
0: just right
1: you couldn't have I got it
0: nbc put out a uh commercial that had all the wrestlers the real life wrestlers and it morphed into the actor playing the wrestler and that's when it clicked for me of how close we look we all looked to our parts like that's where it was like they morphed him and he still looks like the same guy it was that was pretty cool i was gonna ask also
1: you know it's like andre you know obviously seeing rocky when he was younger it was so well done but you know Andre took him to the cinema to watch ET. It's just stuff. It's just stuff we wouldn't have known as fans prior. Right. And I like, I like the fact that they didn't do it chronologically. They jumped back and forth to different periods in his young, young life. But yeah, just the camaraderie he had with the
0: wrestlers. Yeah, they were, they were his uncles. I mean, those were true stories. It wasn't made up stuff. It's that's The Rock's life. That's DJ's life. And uh, those guys who were known famously as good guy bad guys—they were all his mentors and, and family, and, and pseudo uncles. You know, it was—it was pretty amazing to hear the backstory behind everything, and, and to learn those behind-the-scenes moments. It was—it was as a fan, I was—I was just in awe the whole time. It was truly special to me. And also,
1: his his grandma just. The lady, the lady that played his grandma as well, brilliant, just unbelievable. You just, just gravitated to all the characters. It's just so perfectly, yeah. it's so perfectly done from a wrestling fan standpoint.
0: The the whole cast was was a great, and it was being a part of that cast was like nothing else I've experienced as far as an acting gig, because like on on set, on camera, we were all a big family, right? Offset, we were all a big family. We all quarantined together. We all stayed in the same hotel. And a lot of the cast were Samoan by, by nature. And Samoan culture is very family-orientated. So we always had these, like, they was always planning to do group stuff. So when we were on off days, not filming, we were doing barbecues on the roof together. We were going out in, in Australia and seeing the sights. And then, even on days where half the cast was filming and half wasn't, we always still wanted to do stuff together. There's always some kind of family event every day. And so, I mean, normally you're in New York City, director yells, cut, that's a wrap, everyone goes back home. There's no out of filming relationship. But this, we were a family on and off screen the entire time we were there. And it was incredible to do that. How long were you out in Australia for, Brett, for filming? The uh, So you mentioned that there's the three different timelines. Yeah. Uh, they had the wrestler timeline out there from September to end of November, December. And then they focused on high school. And then finally, um, Uli with the college timeline wrapped up in February. I think just like... The day before the premiere or maybe even after the premiere of the first episode, they weren't completely wrapped.
1: That's, that's incredible. I, I just assumed before speaking to yourself, I assumed it had been maybe filmed in 2019, 2020. And it was just obviously because of, of the pandemic. But it all makes, right. it makes sense now that, that it was filmed in Australia, as you say. But yeah, I just felt it had been put on the back burner because of the pandemic.
0: No, yeah, it was all... And and I think you know a couple of the episodes that we filmed, they got the way that we that they were numbered in the script. They actually moved them around when they aired them. So I'm wondering if they didn't even finish um, the college timeline before the show was actually like three episodes in, because they were they were throwing shows like my episode. They they advanced a couple times. I
1: like the um, cutaway shots for the Battle Royal, where all the wrestlers did like a little piece to camera, because obviously his his grand was saying he was going to be at the Rumble. And uh, I tell you, Junkyard Dog, the actor who played Junkyard Dog, I was in hysterics, because it's so, it was just perfectly like him. It was just incredible. Yeah. It was so spot on. I love that, where it was just like the little vignette, the little vignette yep. bit about the Rumble where you all got a little piece of camera.
0: Yeah.
1: How was how that, doing that, shooting
0: that? Well, for, for me, I'm a meathead gym rat. So my ideal acting job, I don't want a stunt man. You know, I want to do all the action myself. So when we got out of quarantine, day one, they brought us to the ring. And Chavo Guerrero, who's a WWE champion tag team for Eddie Guerrero, he was in the ring, and he was like, welcome to wrestling. And for me, when I met him, because I was a fan growing up. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, so. yeah. you're, you're Chavo? And he goes, yeah. I was like, I effing hate you. And he was like, <laughs> he was like thank you. Yeah, I did my job right. Absolutely. I, like, I despise you. Like, I, I you put a bad taste in my mouth. And after that, I mean, the guy was a... Freaking legend, just teaching us the ropes, um, literally. Um, So we did everything, like, and the other actors were like, wait a minute, we don't have stuntmen? I was like, fuck yeah, we don't have a stuntman. So we did everything ourselves. um, And and not only did we do the wrestling training, like, because of the whole camaraderie of the, the cast, I would write in the group chat, chic to the gym, and the guys would stumble in, and we'd all work out together we'd weight train and we'd do our cardio and then we'd go to the wrestling training. And so it was like, it was nirvana of a job for me to, to combine a real big acting gig with still having my gym rat physicality involved. Uh, it was just so perfect.
1: Well, they'll be right in thinking that it is... I'm thinking of, like, filming terms, movie terms. Was it... Is it method acting, what
0: you guys were doing? No, because we weren't in character at home. Um, nobody was method. Method is when you take that mm-hmm. character and you're, you'd are you never break it. You know? Even in public. Now, we were... As soon as they cut, we were back to who we were, but... Um, a lot of the, the casting was just so naturally done that everyone, you know, it, it didn't take a lot to portray who were, who were acting like, you know, for Andre, he had to, he had to speak with a French accent, but he's still a six foot, seven foot dude. Who's walking around, with, you know, for me, I had to change my voice, but I'm still looking exactly the same. I'm still a physical guy, um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's easy to be the eccentric chic uh, no matter where you go.
1: I'm going to come away from Young Rock just for a little bit. Now, I've done some research, Brett, and I found out you've been part of the cast of Terminator. And I've seen some photos with the man, the legend, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Now, there's a myriad of questions I could ask you. I know time is limited, but how how was it being on set? with the man, the legend, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Because I, meant... I know you're a big body guy as well. Sorry, I know you're a big yeah. body guy as well. So just meshing the filming and the bodybuilding, man, I bet you're just incredible.
0: Sorry. It, it meant more to me than just a job. Arnold, to my life, is uh, pretty, pretty important. I, uh, I grew up without a father figure. And I would actually watch Arnold Schwarzenegger movies when I was young, like very young. And I would almost get suspended in kindergarten class because I'm drawing pictures of Arnold muscle guys with Predator with big guns. And they were all concerned um, that I was going to, you know, be a troublemaker. But I was, yeah, I was fantastic. And you know, I was impersonating Arnold even in elementary school. <laughs> it was like nothing to do. But I always said that, you know, I want to grow up and be like Arnold. And that was like my goal in life to be the, the super role model, the body, the everything that he was good guy. Um, so to be cast as him and to be his body, to be the naked young Terminator was, it felt like this whole, you know, manifestation law of attraction, the universe Everything coming together.
1: What, what, so some of the whole
0: lot. and what's... Arnold? Sorry, and working with Arnold. Once you're once you're in, once you're on a professional level with him, he's so awesome to you. Like he'll he takes you in. He go to breakfast. He tells you stories. He uh... we we're hanging on the trailer one time. He comes out. And he goes. There's a bunch of us out there. He goes. A bunch of studs out here. It's like stud union. Let me get something with stud union. He goes into his trailer and he grabs cigars. Passes him out. We sit down. And he starts telling stories about the seventies, and I'm just like out of body experience, just like a sponge trying to soak this all in. Never smoked a cigar before, so I'm there like crying, <laughs> and I look like a fucking like idiot trying to smoke this thing. And uh, but yeah, and and so I, that same story that I just told about Stud Union, I told to a different different group on set. And I was like, "Yeah, it was so incredibly came. I said, "Stud Union, let me get some of this stuff." And they all—all all their eyes go. And Arnold walks up behind me, and he heard me impersonating. And I was like, "Oh fuck, I'm done. Like, I'm gonna get fired." And he comes up behind me. He goes, hits me on the back. He goes, "You're doing fine. Keep going." So I was—I was just like, "Oh yeah, I got the approval and everything." Because they—they cast me. The search for the the body was. They kept it under wraps at first, and it was—they wanted just measurements of guys. They didn't say what it was for. They just wanted measurements, not just like the bicep, but they wanted like very specific wrist to, to elbow, elbow to shoulder, shoulder to neck, every the whole body broken down. And then they went from there and found the closest match to the guy. But the the really the what sealed the deal was they asked for once they had their top picks, they asked for a self tape of the rise of Arnold's rise out of the the circle time travel thing. So I did that, but a lot of guys just, you know, stood up and looked. And that was it. My tape, I broke down shot by shot the opening scene of Terminator 1. So I I showed the hands hit the ground. I showed the feet in the crouch. And then I showed the walk up to the three punks. And I did the voice. And it's it's nothing clean, right? Your clothes given to me now. And I did the voice and they called back and they were like, can you do the voice? I was like, yeah. So that was actually part of getting the job because they didn't know if they were going to dub in Arnold's voice or use mine. So it, I think that really helped getting the gig. It's incredible. Um, but yeah. And then that whole, I mean, I spent three months filming that because it wasn't just that one scene fighting Arnold. It was, they threw that my body throughout the whole movie and, uh, but that fight scene with Arnold, I walk up to the three punks, and it's, it's nothing clean right. You clothes give them to me now, and then Arnold shows up. Old Arnold. you won't be needing those. I turn around, and we have this huge fight scene. I never get clothing. And Hollywood, you think would give you some kind of nude shorts or spandex or something nice that tucks you in. They gave me a sock. And not just a sock, but like a very thin pantyhose sock. (laughs) So I'm running at Arnold and he's running it. He's walking towards me and we have this huge, you know, locomotion, locomotive on locomotive train track, train crash. And I am literally the whole fight scene just dangling away. And uh, so Arnold and I got really close really quick and I got known as to be the naked guy on set, and now Arnold. The joke is whenever I see Arnold out and about, he's like, "Who you?" I don't recognize you. You're wearing too much clothing. You're not breath. So it's, <laughs> he knows me as the naked dude, always like because we fought. We had a whole fight. Like I, we were grappling. I had to kick him. I had to stand over him, and the whole time it's just me in a sock, you know. So it was. It was. I'll never be embarrassed again in my life. do you ever have nerves
1: in in that scenario with Arnold being there and being around Arnold or were you
0: absolutely fine it was more of like it wasn't nerves it was just I'm I'm on cloud nine and it's kind of like that is this real life going through your head the whole time and then finally it just clicked to be like yeah this is this is it Uh, this is real life like I'm here. this is my professional job. I'm working with arnold this is This is who I am now, and it became that like i'm there um and after that it was it was you know it, it took like a week or two to get past the fanboy element of it, but then it was just like, you know what? do your job and crush mm-hmm. it, and they' they'll respect you for it. so it was you know,
1: have you trained with Arnold Brad?
0: yeah at gold's gym we didn't train during the movie but he invited me out to california and I, i hit the gym early in the morning with him um that was a special moment for sure wow uh yeah i actually when i went out there i went out there and i got there like three hours early and i did my whole workout and then i waited for arnold to show up and i did my workout with him and another guy i met i was like oh i'll work out with you so i i didn't leave I was at Gold's Gym in Venice for a good like seven straight hours, just working out with, with the celebrities that I met. Incredible,
1: incredible! Yeah. Can't put can't put a price on that. Yeah, it's, it's just something, just something in life that oh, are incredible. I love, I loved the, uh, I love asking you about oh, Arnie. Absolutely, just uh, does, doesn't doesn't age. age. Like... It doesn't age. It's like <laughs> it's just crazy, isn't it? The length of time he's been around.
0: Well, it's it's funny because like when we were doing... Because I got hired again to be young Arnold for Terminator Dark Fate. And right before everything was getting into production, Arnold had another heart surgery that went kind of wrong. And uh, he had to get a stint replaced or something. So he was, he was knocked down hard. And he was put on bed rest. And we were worried that he wasn't going to recover in time to start filming the, the movie. But it was like... This was, the doctor said, bed rest, like you're not leaving the house. And Arnold was walking down the street, back and forth down the street, like you just don't keep a Terminator down. And he was ready and he was he, he was full full force come time for the movie.
1: That's incredible. That's incredible. Right, I'm going to ask you now, you're obviously a big wrestling fan. That was going to be a question, but you obviously said you were a wrestling fan speaking about charbo earlier some of your favorite memories from pro wrestling as a fan i've got to ask you that attitude comes to era. mind
0: attitude era but right. stone cold versus the rock the triple h versus the rock that 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 wrestlemania um, you know uh, nwo when hogan had the the brown with the with the bleach blonde mustache um and and the divas of the '90s, Sable with her handprint. <laughs> yes, yes. I turned. Yes, that was boy to man moments there. But and and one of my favorite things was um, I always wait. I always loved the uh, the Stone Cold versus The Rock fights, and I would wait for the stunner. Only because The Rock would always take the stunner and do that extra fish flop. And I just, I don't know why, but I loved that. So when I got into the ring with Chavo, that's one of the first things I did was try to take a stunner and do the extra fish flop. And I did it, and someone taped it. And Chavo walks up to you and goes, Do not post that and say that I taught you that because that looks <laughs> like shit. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> man. And here I am like, thinking, like, I'm going to send this to DJ. And he's going to be like, oh, you did it. And I was like, oh, I'm yeah. going to delete this video. But, yeah, that's why I don't know why. That was my favorite thing. The Rock's fish flop after getting the stunner. And many, many have tried
1: it after. I know Vince McMahon was probably in his 60s at the time when he took the stunner. But as you say, it was just totally different to how anyone else took it. Everyone everyone tried to replicate The the move, didn't they? And they just can't. It's it's the rock. It's it's what the rock encapsulates. As much as everyone says about him on the mic, he could he could go he could go in the ring. You know he was distinctive, wasn't he? And uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you. That that whole feud with Austin and the fact you had one year on, one year off, and they ended up having three matches. Perfectly done. Perfectly done. I'm with you on that, Brett. One hundred percent.
0: Yep. That was that was that was much. And Razor Ramon. For some reason, Razor Ramon oh. was a favorite with the N.W.O. Hey, hey, yo, hey, yo. Should have been world. Should have been world champion. Yeah, I, I, agree. He, I agree. He
1: had everything. He had everything. He had the size. He had the ability. You know, everyone says about Shawn Michaels in the ladder match, but I think you know he doesn't. He doesn't get enough. He doesn't get enough respect. I know. I know he's gone in the Hall of Fame and all that, Brett. But I think uh, Razor as Razor or Scott Hall should have had a title, the top title run. Yeah, and great, great mind for the business. You only have to hear the likes of X Pac talking about him. Right. Just uh, head of head of his head of his time, I think. Looking back, once he once he found the gimmick, because I know in right. WCW earlier on, Brett, it was a bit of a struggle. Same same with Kevin Nash; they had a few, yep. few they had a few different gimmicks first. So yeah, uh, but whatever, Which Which the guys did you like watching? Off the, off the top of your head, uh, you know, springs to mind.
0: The, the bigger guy. I was always a fan of the bigger guys. The Goldberg, you know, I and, and Batista. I, I started working out hard just because of those guys. Um, and for Batista to do the same kind of time uh, career line as, as DJ, you know, going from WWE to acting, man, that makes me so happy because it's just... I idolize these guys and now they're getting the jobs and the roles in the acting world that I really want. And it's not a jealousy thing, but it's like, it's, it gives me more hope to see guys bigger than me in the acting world that says you're too big for TV and you got those guys being at the top of their game. You know, it it motivates me to know that I'm going to, I'm going to make it in the acting world one way or another, it's going to happen. Um, so, for them to keep getting more work and, and for DJ to be like the number one actor in, in the nation, career, the, you know, salary wise, yeah, it's, it's not so bad to be the
1: muscle guy anymore. I, I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering what John Cena will do. I know he's had a, you know, he's had a go at the acting, but you look, you look at the level, you know, Batista, Guardians of the Galaxy's track's incredible. But yeah, Cena, Cena just hasn't quite. Done it in my opinion. You you being an actor can I,
0: I, I agree. Just I'll leave it at that.
1: <laughs> what what about what about Steve Austin in films? Obviously he branched out after yeah, after he the did, Rock
0: he did, that military, he did the military film. I don't know, it wasn't the the problem is is they're limited to what acting roles they're allowed to do because they're still under WD. They were under WWE contracts, so they can only do movies that were done under WWE production. Mm-hmm. So it, it wasn't, you know, the guys who are making it are making it on the movies that aren't WWE movies. Those are the because they're bigger movies. Because you got, you know, uh, The Rock doing everything, and you got Batista doing the Marvel movies, and you know, it, it's once you get out of that. WWE movie production that you can actually move forward with your acting career. That's
1: cool. That's cool. I had to ask you about that. Now, going back to playing the Iron Sheik in Young Rock, what is your favorite line, sentence, or word oh. to, to say as the Sheik? I know there's, I know there's a myriad, and obviously Jabroni, Jabroni was yeah. his. Jabroni was his word before the Rock, and I'm sure he, he had the good—he had the good grace to let Rocky use that line. But Sheik—it was Sheik's line first, wasn't it, Brett?
0: It, it was. I'm weird. And when it got when it got inducted into the dictionary, the the Rock actually made a post about it, and he's like, "Guys, I know you know me for this word, but this is not my word." And he gave credit to the Sheik. And the sheik responding is respect the legend. Yes, brother. <laughs> um, so I'm hoping that that could be written into the, you know, into a, into a season. There's there's a rock sheiky connection right there. Uh, put that in young rock. But um, my favorite whole scene when I was when when DJ's grandma brought me in and talked to me about words I can't say. That was my favorite scene. Um, yeah, because looking at the list of words, and a lot of people were, they were asking because they blurred the words for NBC, but they were like, "What did you actually say there?" And it was no shit, <laughs> <laughs> no fuck, <laughs> no jewel. Ah. Okay, boss. And then to fast forward after he's like, when he was looking, is like, no problem. The sheik love all women and he was so proud to say women like, like I'm allowed to say women I didn't say bitch or anything that was my favorite scene just because it was it was so it was real the Sheik actually had a moment where he wasn't allowed to say Jew and he almost like cried um, and, and some of the WD, w, WWE guys were telling me about it they were like yeah he was like No Jew and he really <laughs> said it like that
1: incredible. It's incredible. It's uh, honestly, and also here's a question: I, I, you'll be the man to ask, Greg. Greg Yao was he brought in for the storyline, or was he a real promoter? Uh, is that just an extension?
0: I don't. I honestly don't know. I assume that it was real. Yeah, I, I would have thought because, so. Because at a, uh The Rock's grandmother really was. De- arrested, deported. So I assume that that's why. Yeah, I I thought everything in there was, was pretty much real. Mm-hmm. Maybe names were changed around, but I yeah, thought the we're all actually something that happened. That's cool. that's cool. I was going to ask, you've obviously
1: been in a lot of films and TV. What are some of your favorite roles you've had over
0: the years? Well, I mean, we mentioned my two favorites.
1: Yeah, Absolutely.
0: That's a that's a given. Yeah. I had a a fun a memorable moment with James Fader on Blacklist, um, where I'm I'm playing a goon guarding a door and he walks up to me and I don't let him in and he goes, Is it true that steroids shrink your dick? And I'm supposed to just stand there and mean mug him and just, you know, give him the evil eye. But I improvise a little bit and I just was like, You wanna check? And he started cracking up because he didn't expect me to say anything. And after that, he was like, all right, we can't use that. You keep your mouth shut. But that was hilarious. And after that, him and I kind of bonded, and he started telling me stories. And, and so that was a special moment. That was a, that was a fun episode to do. Um, I did a few jobs, a few commercials with Ryan Reynolds, and he was a great guy to work with. Um, so I, I cherish those days. Um I mean, I love every job. It's just you take moments from every job, but those, yeah, those those are special moments. I so work with names like that, and you know, I I feel I feel very, I'm very, I'm humbled. Blah, 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 very humbled. <laughs>
1: Absolutely,
0: uh, it's incredible.
1: I I had to ask that. Go, on on there, uh, Ryan Reynolds, he's bought in, he's bought into a soccer team with uh, with another guy over here, and it's literally right. about. About forty-five minutes drive, and the club—the club team's called Wrexham, but he—he's <laughs> he, bought into—he's bought into Wrexham Football Soccer Club in in the last in the last couple of months. So it will be interesting because I'm sure he's going to visit <laughs> little old oh, North. Wa- he's going to be visiting little old North Wales, Brett, at some point uh, because I'd like to meet him. I think he's done some Comic Cons quite. Yeah quite local to
0: to here, but yeah, yeah, absolutely man. Absolutely. Yeah. He, he's one of those guys. He's another one of those guys that, you know, you, you idolize and then when you meet them, mm-hmm. you're hoping that they're what you think they are. And he's one of those guys. That's everything that you want him to be Arnold mm-hmm. the same way. Um, uh, so far I've never been let down by my ears. DJ was incredible. Mm-hmm. DJ. We, I, uh, I filmed before I did iron, um, Young Rock, I did a, a movie with him where I, I got brought on for a day for Central Intelligence. Well, I love
1: that, loved that film. Him. Sorry, I love that film, Brett. Me and the well, wife. We were, Me and we, the wife. We, film,
0: I, I, uh, I had a buddy who was working on the crew there, and I was up in Boston at the time, so he's like, why don't you just pop by? So I popped by, and they thought that I was part of the movie. I wasn't part of the movie. And they were like, oh, you're Agent Wally. And I was like, yep, I'm Agent Wally. And I walked in. <laughs> And then uh, DJ's cousin, his, his primary stunt double, Tunaway, was like, oh, you must be the other stunt double. Yep, I'm the other stunt double. So he brought me over to The Rock. And I was hang- just sitting with them, like, with the with the primary actors, with Kevin Hart. And I was like, yeah. And then I told him, like, I name-dropped the Terminator gig. So I, I was in because, you know, I'm, I'm Arnold's guy. So they had no problem with me being there. And then... We were, we were shooting the shit, talking random stuff, and um, finally came down to filming, and they were like, wait, who is he? He's not, no, he's not supposed to be here. And then they're like, well, just put him in a suit and throw him in the, as an extra anyway. So I'm there, and we're filming that scene where he's running through the office before he falls out of the jumps out the window onto the gorilla, and he's got Kevin in the mail cart. And... Uh, he, the, the director yells cut at one point and DJ puts his hand up and his assistant throws a protein shake, he catches it chugs it and he throws back the empty shake and I was like if I can do that I've succeeded as an actor that's it, I want my career to be that, if I can do that ever that's my goal now and that made me like have that much more of a a respect for DJ, like I was like fucking badass
1: how was extending on Kevin Hart, because you just alluded to Kevin Hart being around. How was how Kevin Hart? I'm a big fan of his. I love comedy. I love comedy, you see. It's still my favourite. I, I don't like serious films, Brett. It's comedy. It's got to be light-hearted for me. But,
0: Kevin, yeah. Kevin is a trip, man. Kevin... So, we're, we were doing that scene, and at one point, all the, all the military guys have a gun pointed at Kevin. And we're all mean-mugging Sarah him seriously. And we know what his lines are. So we're expecting his lines. No matter what, every single take, he said something totally different. And so you're standing there like, and then you hear this new joke, and you're just like, <clears throat> and you're trying so not hard not to laugh because the guy just he exudes comedy. Like, it, it, You could not, even looking at him, you just want to start laughing because you know he's going to say something hilarious. So it was, it, was, it, was, it was a challenge to look so mean and, and hear what, whatever line he was improvising. But it was great.
1: Incredible. Incredible. Absolutely. Brett, where can we find you in terms of social media? And uh, yeah, just where the fans can find you, I think, just to wrap it.
0: Instagram, Brett Azar. Two Ts in Brett. B-R-E-T-T-A-Z-A-R. Find me there
1: that's perfect my guest today on Stu's wrestling podcast it is actor Brett Azar and you will see him soon in the UK on NBC's Young Rock as the Iron Sheik thank you very much Sheiky for coming on the show today on Stu's wrestling podcast
0: thank you Stu that was great number one yes mother.
1: (laughs) fantastic Brett Azar there What a lovely, lovely guy, I took away as well from that interview, you know, he's met the likes of Ryan Reynolds, obviously Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Kevin Hart, and he's met these people and he said they are true to life, you know, he's never been disappointed when he's met guys that he's obviously looked up to over the years, so yeah, it was just lovely to hear, some nice stories there about Arnold as well. It's nice he struck up such a relationship with Arnold because he was into the gym, he was into weightlifting and he looked up to Arnie. So yeah, just a lovely, lovely episode there. Uh, great stories from Brett and uh, I can't wait for it to be released in the UK, Young Rock. I haven't got it yet. I've managed to watch it through the US links and I do implore you to watch the show once we get it here officially. A big thank you to Powered4TV for putting the episodes up on the on-demand service there. Big thank you to John Scott and Rich Crowhurst for all the support. Really appreciate it week in, week out. Nothing's ever a problem. Also, we're doing Powered4TV Big Fight Weekly, the MMA and boxing show. My cousin Rich and John have put on these first. It's been fantastic with that. Thank you to Chris Dutton again, as always, for the superb editing. I couldn't do this without him and fantastic job once again thank you to Mike Angus for the intro as always to the show said in the beginning of the show you can find the Stew Wrestling Podcast merch at wrestlemerchcentral.com. there is loads of stuff, lots of different items that you can get, mugs, hats face coverings, t-shirts hoodies, even the new varsity jacket with embroidered stew Wrestling Podcast logo on it big thank you once again to Dean and the team for listing my products on there Great work, great work. And we will see you soon for the next episode of Shoes Wrestling Podcast.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty.